is Christine Conti, and you are listening to best-selling author of Split Second Courage. What if your fears were the key to your dreams? That's right, everyone. Available on Amazon right now as an ebook or paperback. Grab your copy today and unleash your inner superhero. What is holding you back from living the life you truly deserve? It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Mm-hmm. How's it going, Brian? I'm doing really well. We started out this podcast today like really goofy. And then we got like really serious. Things got serious. Like we got, we were like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. and then all of a sudden we put those, you know, we turned our brains on, and this is a really good. Let's 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 explain that a little okay. bit. We'll bring the audience in on this okay. because because we record generally on a Friday afternoon, and it's kind of like and Brian all right, and I've had long weeks, like weeks early over. Mornings. You know, you're kind of like smelling the finish line a little bit here, and we you know, and the two of us may or may not have showered. Before we uh, come I, into the studio. Not yet today. I jumped uh, in the pool. It counts in the that, summer. That counts. Mm-hmm. That counts. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, and we, you know, are looking to just enjoy ourselves, right? It's like it's, it's like, our every, show, damn the, it. Right. All the brainy <laughs> stuff is is all, is over and we could turn it off and we can be two fit crazies, right? Or we could turn it on yeah. when we and, want. And then we turn it on and we have a great guest. Yeah. And Chris Gellert was awesome today. It. Joining us from Brewster, Massachusetts, which is right in Cape Cod, uh, former Cad. yeah, Cape Cod, former advertiser and turned physical therapist, um, has been in you know physical therapy for twenty one years, twenty years personal training. He is going to tell the story, but he is extremely passionate, super passionate. I actually wrote down a hashtag. It was really good. He is excited about passion and science. That's him. <laughs> Hashtag passion and science. And he has developed courses and has studied in Australia. And he is ready to level up personal trainers and group fitness and you name it through his courses. And it's not about just the average person. It's who wants to take it a step farther. And that is why we're here today. Absolutely. We get into good conversation about the standards of uh, uh, education in the fitness industry, what needs to be done to improve it, what needs to be done for people to take uh, it more seriously in the fitness role and the you know the the medical uh, realm of improving people's health and and uh, you know it's just a, a good topic and a good conversation and uh, quite surprised quite pleased. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah. So if you want to hear a little uh, little insight into what we think the future of fitness may actually be like and some kind of standards being developed. This is your conversation, and of course, you're going to hear about some of the courses that Chris has developed. You may be interested. You should probably check things out and um, listen up, because this is a good one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast. Welcome back to another awesome episode of the Two Fit Crazies and the Microphone Podcast. And today we are joined by the amazing Chris Gellert. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well, you guys. Nice to have me, or thank you for having me. I'm doing great today. How about you guys? Amazing as always. Always sunshine over here. Rainbows. Two Fit Crazy Land. Right? Nice. It nice. is. It's a whole lot of freedom and crazy, you know? 
Oh, geez. So <laughs> anyhow, Chris, where are you coming to us from today? I'm actually located in the sunny Cape Cod, Massachusetts, about an hour and 15 minutes outside of Boston, south of Boston. Mm. So on the east side. And it's, uh, yeah, I haven't been out except one time earlier, but it's been nice. It's pretty nice outside. How about you guys are in Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Not nice. too far up the up, uh, down the coast from you. Now, mm-hmm. where, where in Cape Cod? I got, I've been out there a couple times. Where, where are you? I'm in Brewster. So if you look at the main, like, bridge, born in, in Sagamore, there's the arm. We're, like, halfway in the arms, in like, the halfway. Arm. Okay. Beautiful. So Provincetown is at the very end. And in the middle is called Mid Cape. That's we're in the middle called Brewster. Brewster. So one time we did the Ragnar relay where we ran around. We ran the entire Cape uh, as a relay race, and I ran over that bridge. It started, I think, in Plymouth. No, further up than that. I don't even know where it started. But uh, I had to run over that bridge like in in at night. Like by the time we got to the bridge going on to the Cape, it was, it was the nighttime and that was my leg of the relay. They were like, it's going to be awesome. You're going to get to run over the bridge. I got there. It was dark, pitch black. Couldn't see a thing. You know? So <laughs> right. 192 miles. I think that relay was good for wow. you. Should have just made it at 200, right? Give me an even two. You should have just done all of the miles. Gone, circle back, that. circle mm-hmm. back. So, Anyhow, we uh, are. I'm excited to share everything that you do with our listeners. Everyone that is, you know, Chris. Our listeners are just amazing, fit crazies. They love whether they're endurance racers or runners, or just really love health or wellness, or they have no idea what to do to get healthy or move their bodies. And you know, from personal trainers to fitness pros. What the heck do you do, Chris? Sure. So in a nutshell, before I became a physical therapist, I actually wore a shirt and a tie. It was in advertising and hurt my back in 20, I was 25. So jumped from physical therapy or from advertising, hurt my back, went back to school, became a physical therapist. And for the past 21 years, I've been a physio. I've been treating patients in inpatient, outpatient, private practice, and now the outpatient world. And I'm only doing a part-time because I'm leaving the field in about five years. I've, I've kind of really gotten burned out and really done a lot and been a personal trainer for 20 years. So I teach, I teach seminars. I've been teaching seminars for about 15 years, doing seminars one day, two day to personal trainers, to PTs, to massage therapists, ATCs. And I do some tutoring and a little bit of consulting work. I was just on another webinar or a webinar before this and do some webinars of my own and just keep going. And I try to keep sanity. That's what I've been doing lately. So that's a little bit in a nutshell, not as crazy as you guys. Oh, well, <laughs> you got, you got your hands in uh hands in quite a few pots. So when yeah. you, when you educate, mm-hmm. what is your, you know, what's your niche? What is your love that you really promote to to personal trainers, to other PTs and whatnot? Yeah, so my passion is post-rehab. And the reason is, I think just not post-rehab, you guys, it's really human movement. So how does the body work from the inside out? How to assess and how to apply it? And then the cervication that I've created on post-rehabilitation, which I'll talk more later down the, the session, it's a culmination of 10 courses that goes through all the areas that I feel personal trainers, fitness professionals need to understand. And it's a smorgasbord. It's a nightly package. And, and it's a, a nice way of, of, of teaching the science to understand how the body works and how to rehabilitate it. If someone has an injury, this is what you do. If someone has wants to get faster or wants to work with a, uh, a sport specific or kind of get back to doing uh, a race or this kind of thing. This is how you do it. And it's been about three years and revamping it. So it's now in version number four. So it's a lot of, a lot of work like marriage or relationships <laughs> or things, right? Podcast hosts. Podcast hosts. <laughs> Podcast host, definitely podcast host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we both had yeah. the same thought. Yeah. Um, Our marketing would be really messed up. You know, it's been five years now, and we keep saying like, if something happens with us, like all of our marketing is just out the window. You right. know, one so. right, right. 
a fit crazy just isn't as catchy. No. no. All right. So, uh, so look, there's a lot of information out there and there's been things over the years and, you know, obviously there's a, there are some protocols in place for treating all of the things that you had mentioned. So, uh, you know, you've, You've created something that's different. Have you packaged it? How, what, what is the uh, difference between maybe what you have to offer and what already exists? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, Brian. I think there's a lot out there, but I have to be honest with you, there's a lot of just chutzpah. There's a lot of just, I'll call it, I can't call what I want to call it, but it's not evidence-based practical. Bullshit? It's just, it's, yeah, it, I call it crap. It's really crap. It's, yeah. it's not It's not scientific, and it's not a culmination of, you know, my multiple degrees, 21 years of doing this. And why it's different is because it fills in the voids where most personal trainers are not getting it from NASA or ACE or all these great agencies, but they're just not getting it. This is advanced. It, it's taking your brain making you understand something deeper. It's not going to college. It's not like, you know, going to college 101 again, but it's just pushing the boundaries. It's, it's packaged in a way that if you want to really want to understand how the body works from the inside out, this is how and what you should be doing to reviewing and, and going through this. And most importantly, it's approved by ACE for 3.5 CEUs. It's approved by NASMAN NSCA for 1.9. Uh, we have a two-day seminar as well that we're getting approved by ACE. It's already approved by ACE as it is for 1.6. We're getting it by NASA and NCA, and I think it's I think it's really good. I'm also talking to ISSA, um, which is a company out of California, again to partner, possibly collaborate, possibly rebrand this, cut some of the fat off, to package it as something new and different. And I'm talking with a lot of gyms, you know, from Crunch Fitness to Lifetime to One Life Fitness to Gold around the U.S. and abroad to uh, collaborate with and see if they want to to collaborate in the sense of getting their trainers into this program and how can help the trainers become better, make them more money, make them more knowledgeable, make the company more money. Because who want who doesn't want more money, right? Money's good. Money's good. <laughs> Money's good. But knowledge is good too. Knowledge is power. So that's my answer to your question. It's 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 all those parts. It's all those pieces. Okay. So Chris, what is missing? That is the big question when mm. trainers go out, you know, group X and you know, you mentioned all the, you know, the major, you know, institutions where you're gonna go. You wanna be a personal trainer, go here. You wanna be group X, do this. You know, if you're gonna go to college different story you know but what how are you filling the void if you you know can give us a couple examples of what what do you see and what does your course fill great question christine one i've talked to a lot of personal trainers over the years when i speak at seminars at conferences and i ask questions and i'm talking about so if someone's doing this kind of movement or movement analysis, you're looking at a squat and your knee is deviating medially or, or drifting inward, you know, what's causing that or why is that? I get a lot of answers that are just bullshit. Sorry. They're just not right. When I ask them questions about an ACL, someone has an ACL repair and there's four exercises. You have a lunge, you have leg, uh, leg press, leg curl, and you have leg extensions, which is the most which is the most unsafe exercise all the time. I get lunges, lunges, and lunges is a closed chain exercise. So I think the point is leg extension causes a shearing of the tibia and the femur. So I think, you know, the first part of your question or the first point to your question, my response is I've surveyed a lot, talked to a lot of trainers. Number two, I've interacted with a lot locally here in mass and on the East coast and when I was in Australia for a year doing some post-grad physio, they're just, they're just on their game. They really know their stuff there. Um, so I think to what makes it different, Christine, is I've sampled and I've looked at NASM. I've looked at ACE. I've looked at NSCA. I've looked at Gary Gray, Greg Cook, all these guys and great, great PTs. And everyone's doing a lot of the, what they're doing, but they're not teaching the foundation science. And this goes and does that well we have testimonials uh, I've, I've asked for those who graduated i've partnered with idea and we're selling it through idea and ideas uh, we had from our first webinar we had got i think about two years ago when we launched it we had 364 people on the webinar 
And we sold like, God, I don't know how many, like 20 that day, just that one day. So I think what I'm doing, what I'm, how I've done it and what I'm going to be doing, Christine, different is listening to the audience, listening to the customer, really taking a step back and saying, what is missing? Uh, I've done a needs analysis. I, 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 I really feel like I've looked at the big picture. I've scoped the landscape of the fitness world. Uh, I've been doing this for 21 years, I'm teaching for 15. I just feel like that's how I'm doing it and why I'm doing it. And I want it to be better. And I want to even create something else on top of this down the road, even maybe a level two or a level three to, cause I'm passionate as you can tell about teaching. And I'm just, I've had enough of helping people, not enough, but when you treat patients, you guys, you give your all, you give your mind, you're giving your, the psychology of patients understanding and, and they're upset and they're up, uh, uh, not only upset, but they're maybe angry that they're in pain or why am I having this discomfort or why is this happening? And my doctor said I could do this and it's emotionally draining. So I think the healthcare is an amazing field, but physical therapy is a high burnout like nurses, nursing is. So it's good to look at the end game. I've loved it. I like doing things like this and it makes me feel more groovy. It makes me feel really <laughs> grounded. It makes me feel really good because if you saw me live, you'd get the same passion person. Obviously wearing something different, uh, you know, pole shirt and pants and all that jazz and sneakers, but it would be the same passion that I have is I'm exhibiting now to you and your audience that I want to communicate and educate. And if I meet a client or, or a person that wants to get, you know, I, I got to ask questions all the time, you know, what can I do for my back or what's the best stretch for this muscle or I'll do the same thing. Use science, use science. That's what I do and passion. So that's my answer to your question, Christine. Hopefully that wasn't too long. <laughs> Got it. Got we, it. We love, we love science that. and passion are my, yes. that's like hashtag science and passion mm. is what I'm yep. just got yep. from yep. that. But yep. there's, you know, there's a lot of information out there and what would you tell a, you know, what would you tell a personal trainer who's looking to, you know, I want to grow my business. How do they, how do they know that the courses that you've developed, I know that I know because of your experience and what you've done in the field, what is, what's a tip that you would give someone to say, pick, pick me, pick me, you know, over a lot of the other just fluff. I guess that's out there. Yeah. I think, well, one, what you've got to do or they have to do. And I did when I went back to school again, twice is you've got to vet what's available and look at that and really analyze it and break it down and say, you know, it's kind of like, and this may sound funny. I remember before I got married, I was like single getting married, pros and cons, you know, what's the benefit of getting married and what married getting benefits of getting, being single. When I bought my home as a single guy, 32, you know, a while ago, how am I going to do this? Can I afford it or not? And pros and cons. I think you've got to look at that. That's a huge, buying a car. We can do that with anything. Maybe you guys did that with your podcast before you guys started five years ago. What is the benefit no, no, no. Or what, why not? We, <laughs> we just this? jumped yeah. right in. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's good. <laughs> but, but typically most, you know, people will do some kind of analysis. And um, I didn't jump into becoming a therapist. I thought a long and hard. So I think that to answer your question, uh, Christine, is that I'd say you've got to vet the material out there. You've got to talk to people who are already certified by me, which is on our website, or look at those testimonials and say, Oh, okay. I look at Valerie from blank blank and I see her video. I, I really see that. That's cool. Or I can talk to so-and-so from blank and blank by, by pinnacle training consultants and has more names. Um, vetting the material in terms of, you know, what's out there. Um, I can sam send samples of materials to the, to the customer. That's no problem. But I think vetting ACE, vetting NASA and vetting NSCA, they all have great products, you guys, but they're all entry level. This is like, the Ferrari, or maybe someone doesn't want the Ferrari or the Porsche, but everyone's got a Ford Tempo or a Chrysler. And I think in this day and age with, you know, inflation and cost and everything being gases, it's through the roof. What also sets my certification apart, it's affordable. It's $400, you know, it's for 10 
courses, that's really affordable. Um, 350 with a discount, you know, group discount, all that. In the, what it includes, you know, the videos, the mentoring. Mentoring alone is, you know, you could put a, can't put a price on mentoring. I think mentoring is great to help anyone shine and get through some dusty author cobwebs. And that's included free. There's no, there's no cost for mentoring in my certification. All my, my instructors who, who help me out will help me do that. And I think the other thing too, to add to your point is besides vetting, looking the material, talking to those who have testimonials and done my certification is really becoming a specialist. What does it do for you? It makes you a specialist. Your show is special, right? You do something special to in educate the audience. So the specialty of becoming a specialist specialist is vital because it makes you unique. And how do you differentiate yourself is by doing that. The more knowledge you can acquire as a fitness professional or movement professional, it'll make you that much better in the long run to or long range to help a client or a customer. So that's to me pieces of the puzzle, the segue the line to answer your question. Brian, I have a ready for both of you, actually, as, as he was talking. What are yep. your thoughts on, you know, with continuing education, you talked about, first of all, my first car was a Ford Tempo. I was going to say <laughs> that's <laughs> really funny. That's I'm a, like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Throwback. Yes, that was great. Um, the do you think that going forward? that we're going to see less and less people do like live conferences and things like that, as opposed to now that there's so much good material that is online. Like, you know, why travel and spend thousands of dollars to go to a conference when you can up level and take a course on the, I'm curious. What are your thoughts on that? What do you think? I'll, I'll I'll go first. I am firmly, uh, you know, in the camp of there will always be both. Yeah. Uh, I think that there will always be the in-person. I think that we're, you know, uh, we're communicable creatures and we like that. We like getting going places. We like going to do those things. But with the way technology is, obviously, there's more opportunity to to do things, um, you know, from the comfort of your own home. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that there are certain things that need to be seen live. I think that there's something that you miss in, you know, interpretation and things from a viewing it through a screen. I think there's benefits to both. Um, I just really think that both will probably always be in existence. Now, will they be on the scale that they've always been like these grand ballrooms and, you know, you know, blocks of hundreds of, uh, hotel rooms, you know, required to shell out for their guests to come. Maybe not, you know, maybe it'll just be a little, smaller scale than that. But uh, I, I, I do think that there'll probably be always some uh, both combo. I have to agree with Brian. I think what I see in Brian, I don't know your background, so don't tell me yet, but in my opinion, you know, I've been doing this for 21 years, uh, teaching at these idea and SCW and URSA and, oh boy, all these different conferences the thing that I'm seeing, and I don't know if Brian agrees with me, but there's a consistency of the same old, same old. Yes. And I don't see a lot of variety and in, in there is some integration of the science, like what I'm talking about, post rehab and and some some really new things like hit training, which has been around a while and and all these other types. But I think that the how many different ways can you talk about fascia? You know, fascia is fascia. It's awesome. It's great. I love it. It's phenomenal. But how many times can you talk about it? It's there. It supports. It transmits force. It's it's like Dunkin' Donuts. It's in your body. It's everywhere. You know, and how many times can you do group X on teaching a step class? Or how many times can you talk about, you know, kettlebells and swinging, doing a, a clean to a press? Like, I don't know. I, I For me, that's boring. If I wasn't where I'm at, I'd be bored, clueless, or sickless, or sick, not sickless, sick. So I think that there's going to be maybe a refinement of the live and the really getting more specific and integrating. And then how many times can we talk about business? I mean, marketing and business is what we're doing right now. We're doing that to your audience. You're doing it right now. I think that's important to sell as a personal trainer. But if you don't have your foundation science down, how can you help people move? How can you help people with an injury? How can you make people 
rehabilitate where 60% of Americans are having low back injuries. You know, the, the research shows that men and women are having knee replacements and hip replacements and, and by 2040, by an alarming rate, but it's just astronomical. Everyone's breaking down because they're doing too intense type of exercise. And I think the CrossFit world, not to talk to that level and say, poo poo CrossFit, but CrossFit is breaking people down. And I think poo poo CrossFit. Poo-poo. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're, this is our this show. Is... You can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our own feelings about CrossFit. Yeah. I, yeah. So I don't, I don't want to go too much into it and that's enough, but, but I think Brian nailed it. I, I, I really feel the same way. I think there's going to be a, a refinement and there'll always be live. And, and for me, I like live. I don't like watching a video only and seeing Chris talk or John talk or Brian talk and sitting there taking a test. That, that's just not, I'm not as interested. I'm not as, I don't get as much hoorah out of that. That's just me. I, I'm the same. I think to, to your point, Chris, too, that conferences, when you go and you take a look at conferences in general, when I was, well, I don't know, 22 and I was in graduate school and I started going to some conferences because they were local and I just entered, you know, I did fitness as a hobby at my personal training and group X. I did it as a, as a hobby. And I, I went to these conferences and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is amazing energy. It, I mean the energy, but it exposed me to all these things and all these modalities and programs that I didn't know about. So for me, the first, you know, maybe five years of going to conferences were amazing because it it gave me so much information and it it allowed me to say I want to certify in this I want to learn more about this I and I think that what happens is people start going to conferences for 10 15 20 25 years you're going to these same conferences where like you said it's for many of us we're like how many times can you see Retread, someone be on a step or play with the battle ropes or I get it. We're gamifying things. We're, you know, talking about fascia in a different way. But I think there's a, you know, there's a reason there's a very basic, like you said, like a foundation, you go there and you get a foundation and then, you know, maybe the online or the intensives are now who wants to, you know, raise your hand. If you want to take your career to the next level, raise your hand. If you, you know, want to go in depth with your you know, kinetic chain and actually do a little bit more. Um, that's, I mean, that's really what jumps out to me when people ask, when people ask me, you know, what, how do I do this or that? I said, well, what's your specialty? What do you know a lot about that? Those are the people that you need to zone in on. Yeah. The other thing too, and can I say to you, and this is something I'm passionate about as well, personal training, fitness, Group X, all in that fitness bubble box, whatever you want to call it, it's not regulated. And this isn't a show about political today, about should we regulate or not. That's not why I brought it up. Because I don't want I could talk to you an hour for that. No problem. Easy. But it's about what I feel is if it's not regulated or has some kind of standard, we'll call it standardization, and everybody does the same thing and has the same entry level and doesn't have, or not even does the same thing. No one's, everyone's not held to a certain standard. How do we know that that personal trainer, this fitness professional is knowing what they're doing? And the answer is we don't know. That's the problem. And when you throw in and you add in, not throw in, add in college education, it just raises to another level, which is great, but it's still not regulated. So at least that's good. A lot of fitness professionals in Australia, you guys, they had bachelor's, if not master's degrees. And they were wicked, wicked smart. I mean, I, I worked with someone over there for a year, and I was in intensive training for my, my, my postgrad physio work. And I, I did, a, I did a, a seminar with, I think it was called Good Life Gyms, and they were brighter than bright. They were like bright light bulbs. They were phenomenally intelligent. Um, so I think the American personal trainer, and I may get some flack when I say this, is a little bit behind, especially on the East Coast, on the West Coast, I lived in California for a couple of years. Uh, 20 years ago, I worked at a place called um, Club One. And I worked with some some trainers that had bachelor's, master's, and they were f- freaking smarter than box. I was I was blown away. Uh, had their CSCS, had their certs, had their, you know, blah. And then I went in the Midwest. I went to Chicago and did my, when I did my clinical. And 
again, pretty bright, but the East Coast tends to be a little bit more not smart, not smart or stupid. It's just not as up to date, not as not to the higher level as the West Midwest is. And that's, that's just an opinion, but it's from talking, integrating, seeing and meaning people for the last 15 years. So that's my, I think pay that's scale. my data. I think pay scale has a pay lot scale. to do with it. Pay scale's yeah. no, Don't tell no, me that scale. the people in Australia are making, you know, $10 an hour. No, you know what right. I mean? And, no, no. and it's like yeah. the way it's thought of, you know, yeah. what, how can I, how can a personal trainer afford to, you know, and forget, I mean, even exercise science degrees, you know, when you're coming out and you're trying to be told that it's 15 bucks an hour to mm-hmm. work the floor at the, you know, the local gym. And, and, yeah. and I think that a lot of it, you know, there's a lack of respect within the fitness industry, especially from the medical side of things, you know, they don't see, uh, fitness trainers as, you know, a, an equal in any way, even though technically, you know, there, there can be ways that they can be better than, um, you know, just, or at least a important part of the, you know, the medical, uh, yeah, you know, the whole, the whole environment. So, you know, so what is it? Do we raise the standards? You said, you mentioned standards. I'm, I'm for that. Like, I think that the, you know, the, you have to, you, you are working with Ace, you're working with NASM, you're working with some of the, you know, these companies. And in order to get people to where they really need to be, they need a program like yours in addition to the one that they already have, right? Why not just start with the higher level of education? Why not make it a more difficult uh, entry level, you know, level of entry into it? So that way you get a professional. You don't get, you know, both of us started when we did have other jobs. It sounds like you did too, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, w- you know, where we were professionals in other careers, right? We're all recovering something. You're a recovering advertisement, advertising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, w- why is it that, okay, we can get you this far, you know, and then, but we, what you really need is more education. Why not just start with the higher level of education? I agree. But you know, it's funny um, that you just said the reason why, and you bring up a great point, um, Brian, was is that the reason why my field and mostly members, mostly women, and it's like 70, now it's more like probably 6% women and men, men in PT, physical therapy is there's lack of respect because when a physical therapist refers a client to a personal trainer, like I've done, and I tell them, listen, they have a history of hip uh, bursitis or hip whatever. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they have them do is BOSU ball squats or oh. single leg pistol <laughs> squats. You know, it's, it, you guys, it's not fine. I know you just kind of cringe, but it made me really pissed off because it's like, right. you're not using your brain. And so I think there's not, everyone's doing that. That's not what I'm saying, but there, so there's lack of respect. You said, right. I, I think you're totally spot on, but if we work together and what I would love to do, and I, I I've been trying to do this for years and it's so hard. I wish I had my own practice. I work for somebody. I'd have a fitness professional personal trainer with me at my job, shadowing me number one. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, listen, um, Christine, Brian, come over here. I want to, I want you to meet Jane. Jane had an ACL repair or Jane had a total knee. She's eight weeks post. And, you know, we, we clear for all the HIPAA crap and we get them to talk and talk about the surgery, talk about that for maybe a couple of hours a day or not a full day. Number one, that's what I would do. Number two, I would, I would interact with the questioning, not quizzing the personal trainer, but, but where would their thought process be to understand from a post rehab not my program, but from a, if you're going to work with someone after therapy, how would you do that? And three, I would talk to them, which I've done with my program about marketing to physical therapists. Physical therapists are so bloody busy, you guys. They don't have time. So it's about sending an email, sending a test client, um, making a connection to say, listen, I want to get to work with you. Massage therapists do with us. There's no different. Massage therapist. I have one I refer. I referred probably 25 people. I got a massage free from her. She's phenomenal. You guys probably have someone you guys like, you know, so there's no difference. So if you have a referral network and you have someone who can come in, why can't we close that circle and that gap and bridge the gap to make it more a win-win for everybody? Because you know what, you guys, we are booming right now. My, my office, I see 19 patients a day. That's a lot. Okay. 19. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. I'm hustling my butt off. All right. 
I'm not sitting around here going and having some some uh, bonbons and having a coffee break. I'm busting my hump. But I also have to say on the days that have short days, I'm not as busy, but I still am busy, that those could be going to personal trainers after therapy. Where are they going? They're not going anywhere. They're mm-hmm. going either home or they're going some other getting lost in the shuffle. And that's what I'm trying to do in my program is say, listen, don't get lost in the shuffle. Work with Joe who's or Bob or Christine, who's a post-rehabilitation specialist, or maybe has their CSCS or has this blank blank, and they are the top-not dog in specialty. They know what they're doing. The client is going to go, oh, really? And I, I say, yeah, really. I, I vetted them. They know what they're doing. They're great. And we, we close that gap, you guys, and that's what I don't think anyone's doing. Not anyone's really doing it. It's like Verizon. Are you part of the network? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Right, the right. Commercial. Well, are you part of the network? And I really want to create like a post rehab network where you can go, go see this person. If you're in Minnesota, if you are in Duluth, Iowa, or not Duluth, Iowa, but in Boston, Mass, go here. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I view that as another option that is I'm trying to talk about more on when I do podcasts and webinars and other shows to get the brain thinking of the of the, the tra- personal trainer, not just to keep working at that 15 hour dead end job, uh, floor job, but get out there and market. Yes. Sell true. We have to do that. Doing it right now in your audience, but build relationships with physical therapists and massage therapists and doctors. So it's not just PTs, it's others. That'd so be my advice. Think, you know what, as, as you're saying this, my, you know, I'm lighting up in the brain. My, Yep. undergrad is where I actually took anatomy kinesiology of exercise while that wasn't my major you know I, I took a year of that it literally was like the hardest class I've ever done which is hysterical <laughs> as a you know business and English major but it it really opened my eyes but guess what before I could take my national exams to be a trainer and a group X or whatnot what did my school made me do shadow I had to shadow a personal trainer. I had to shadow the kickbox instructor. I had to shadow the aerobics instructor. I mean, there were some crazy things that, you know, they made us do. Guess what? When I went to get my master's in teaching, you know what? I had to spend six months shadowing different teachers for different grade levels. Here's this curriculum. Here's this. Here's this. And honestly, when I was in business, I didn't. I was working for Morgan Stanley in the city. Guess what? They didn't throw me into an office. They were like, listen, first you're going to be doing an internship and then you're going to be shadowing and then you're going to, there was a gradual release of everything. Now, what's interesting that you brought up is why is there not, why is there not a shadow? You know, I did it, but why is there not a shadow program for a personal trainer? I had to, I had to submit hours. a group X that you did? Yeah. I've ne- like I don't hear of it ever. I think yeah, I I'll want- tell I can tell you why. Because yeah. because the certifications don't they want to sign you up. They want you to pass the test and say here you go. They don't want to make it more difficult. They don't want to they're in competition with the other certifications, you know, mm-hmm. uh, out there. And if they make it more difficult for you to get a certification, you won't get that certification. You're going to go to one because, oh, I'm busy. I'm just going to go this. I'm going to do this. And, and, and that is because they're all in competition with each other. And capitalism's fantastic, and I love it. I'm a capitalist. However, Cream. there's the, yeah, there's Cash rules everything around me. <laughs> right? But there's, you know, there's some, there has to be an agreement between, like, you know, the, the five families of, of, you know, the, the fitness certification mafia that have to, <laughs> like, you know, sit together and say, we can all, you know, make this a better environment where we can all be more profitable, where we can all agree that this is now the standard. Right. And, you know, maybe somebody will backdoor it and you can go and get your, uh, you said it, CrossFit certification in a weekend. And that's not, you know, it's worth about as much as the paper it's put on. But, you know, um, and clearly by the results that they get from their clientele. All right. Yeah. But I, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like there has to be at the entry level of, uh, you know, a tightening or just higher standards that, that would require something like that. But the reason that there isn't is because if I do it, then they don't have to do it. And you know, they're just going to go over to NASA and I'm ACE and now I'm out, you know, in a sense. But you know, what's funny you bring up though, Brian, like 
when advertising, what did I do when I was in school? I did an internship. Like Kristen, like you said, I worked for uh, I, free. I didn't get paid for that, right? Doing, and I had to do that to graduate. When I went to PT, what did I have to do? I had to do a clinical. When I went to Australia, what did I do? Another clinical. I've done 60 something weeks of clinical rotations, 60 like that. I've done beyond the DPT. So my point is, you're right. If we have a little, not a little, a shadowing mentoring program like you did with Morgan Stanley, and we, we have the leash and we break the leash off in pieces or chunks from shadowing to internship to then have mentoring, the end user, fitness professional, movement expert, fitness trainer is going to know more and is going to say, physical therapist, hello, I'm now a NASM certified or ACE certified or NSCA, but I have all this experience and credentials and shadowing experience. And here, now I'm going for additional certifications. They're going to go, wow. Because PTs, physical therapists, DPT is entry level now. It's all entry level doctorate. It's not, that's, that's the norm. Bachelors are gone. Masters are gone. It's DPT. And I think the DPT fellowship combo is going to be in our profession next five years. That's going to be the new standard, a fellowship combo. It's going to be like a seven-year program. Why? Because PTAs, physical therapy assistants, they have a two-year degree. They're getting phased out, and they only have a two-year degree. And right now, PTAs, physical therapy assistants in the industry that we are, you guys, funny story, they are getting reimbursed at a lower rate, like Medicare, Insurance companies are paying them less, or if I'm an owner of a practice and I have five PTAs and I have two PTs, I'm making less money with the five PTAs because the PTAs have lower credentials. That's ridiculous. That's silly, but it's fact. So at the end of the day, you're right. Credentials, standards, respect, mentoring, all those are variables into the mix, and I don't see anyone doing it. And I think that's a problem. I think it's a problem. It's not going to get any better. I can't imagine, too, someone saying, you know what, yeah, sign me up for seven years of school where I'm going to come out and make <laughs> not as much money as if I would go for law school or go to med school. Exactly. Or exactly. It's, you know, there's a disconnect Ridiculous. here. And we think of – but we think of what we value as a society, Chris. I was, I was just like, what do we say. value? And yeah. I don't want to work hard. I don't want to – give me a pill. Well, there's – just. Something easy. There's a lack of value in health right. overall, all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even you, you hear doctors saying the same thing. You know, they're hitting their head against the wall. They know what's best. And look at how healthy doctors are, many yeah. of them. Yeah, the nurses too. Yeah. Um, yeah. The givers. And look how much time they're spending with them, with patients. They're spending less than, you know, four or five minutes. You're in and out. Paying a copay. Luckily, my specialist, and I'm about you guys in Jersey, I'm sure you guys know this, but some of my specialists I see, I see a rheumatologist, I have gout, and you know, he spends a good 20 minutes with me, 15. I'm like, woo, mm-hmm. yes, thank God. It's good when I see him. But I, but I respect him, and he, I respect my time, and he knows I'm a PT, but I don't question him and say, are you sure Euloric is the right drug for me versus this? Are you sure that's the green one, not the blue one? I shouldn't be taking the pink one? You know, it's about... Yeah. And I think that at the end of the day, why did I become a physical therapist? Why did I stand in advertising? Just like Christine, why didn't you stay at Stanley Morgan? Is I want to help people. And I still love help people. It's just that I got burned out twice now. It's my fault. No one's fault. It's mine. And I've learned from it. And I've reflected on it. And I go, I'm passionate about doing now more teaching to educate the new wave of PTs and personal trainers to make sure they don't burn out. But you're right. Seven years is ridiculous, redunculous. And a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt? No, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's why I tell new, new people or new uh, high school, you got to really think about law school, PT school, dentistry, or OT. It's a big comparison. It's a lot of needs analysis. It's a lot of it's like looking at a Honda versus a, a Tesla, you know, or a, maybe a Ford Tempo again back in the day. You know, what what are we going to, you know, what do we need? What can we afford? What's realistic? And what's the future hold? And I feel the future of fitness is going to be some kind of standard. I don't think it's my responsibility. And I'm not here to say to your audience or you guys, I'm here to do that. No, not at all. 
I'm here just to show I want to contribute to that pos- that that possibility of getting involved with that, but I think it's not up to me. But if we don't do something about it, it's going to stay the same. And there's lawsuits, there's lawsuits, and there's more lawsuits against personal trainers injuring people all the time. I hear on the news all the time, getting doing this, doing that. And it's not because they're not a good person. It's because they're not thinking and they're not doing proper program design and understanding biomechanics with, you know, I had a patient who had a rotator cuff repair. Well, let's keep it simple. Super spinatus, rotator cuff repair in her sixties. She saw a personal trainer who was CrossFit and a kettlebell certified. The kettlebell, he had her do a kettlebell swing to press, tore her rotator cuff again. Boom. Whammo. Why? You know, I never, ever in 21 years tell a patient of mine, say, if you've had a rotator cuff, you had a shoulder replacement, a reversal replacement, osteoarthritis, I never teach them overhead press. Never. And that's because it's scientifically shown to create a lot of compression force and load, which is going to rip is going to hurt, is going to undo the work of the surgeon. That's knowledge. That's not opinion, you guys. That's knowledge, right? I'm, so. cr- I'm cringing as you say that because I had rotator cuff surgery when I was younger. And I'm like, yeah, it's never been, it's never been the same. And you can't, nope. you know, and that's never. something I, I think, you know, trainers like yourself, like Brian and I, we're not... I mean, we're not super young. I mean, but anyhow, you know, we have a lot of experience with injuries and athletics and education and just working with people of all demographics. And obviously, you know, we've studied, you know, and put ourselves around the right people. But that in and of itself is really important to, I would say, to sell. And before, you know, before we go today, I want you to address something that is like, makes all of us cringe and you're writing courses. I'm writing courses. Brian is presenting and teaching. And how do we, you know, we're in front of the right people now, right? In front of the right people. How do we get the movers and the shakers, like the CEOs and the managers and owners of gyms, boutiques, big box to buy in to yes, we should invest in our trainers. This is something that's positive. And I will tell you, I was just at a big conference and education, while everyone says how important it is, at the end of the day, no one wants to pay the money. To I tell educate. you, we already addressed it. Standards. Yeah. Standards. You have to be at this level. It's yeah. it's an investment yeah. in in everything that okay. they do. You know, it it avoids. You know, most of the reason why the people that like a, a fitness chain or gym won't well, doesn't want to pay for the education of their employees because the employee just takes it and walks, right? Goes on to the next thing or they start their own business and then they're out and you know there's just no uh, you know there's no retribution for them to you know be able to cover those funds that just walked out the door, but. Why not provide them with a career, a place where they don't need to walk from, a place where there's, you know, it's they're considered a full-time employee that, you know, makes a standard of living that is, you know, reasonable for their, you know, you know for for everything that they have. It, you know, it just it, and if at a higher level, a, a higher standard, I mean, maybe from there it makes the gym rates go up and things like that, but I think the gyms are probably priced some of them are priced pretty high to begin with. You know, unless you're going to the places where you just kind of open the door and then go find the treadmill, right? Pick things up and put things mm-hmm. down. But, um, y- you know, I-, I think that that's kind of the answer. They don't have to. They don't have to. You know what they're doing now, Christine? And I- I- I've got three points. Brian nailed it. I love Brian's uh, comment. You're right. They've got to provide longevity. And it's no different in our field. You think, well, how's he mean no different in our field? I've worked some companies, you guys, that promised me bonuses and promised me continuing education and all that. When it got to that point, I never got it. That sucks. That's right there. Fact. Just boom. And that leaves a bitter taste in your mouth. That's fact that happened to me as a PT. Number two, you have to provide, like Brian said, a career and invest in the future for longevity. If I, like I'm talking to a company right now, Fitness Together, and they're you know smaller, but they're in the Southeast and they're all around the East coast, but I'm talking to an owner that I met at a bar and he's investing in his staff 
but they've got to stay X amount of time to, you know, show that return. That's longevity. I think the other part, you nailed it, Christine. I've been doing it. I've been talking to Crunch. I've talked to Equinox. I've talked to um, Lifetime. I've talked to all these chains. And you said, how do you get the CEOs to buy in? And you don't go with the CEOs. You start low at the manager level and then the regional director and then the vice president of fitness and then the president CEO. And I finally, it's taken me three years. I know George Kinklin of, of Lifetime. And he's like, Chris, I love your stuff, but we're just not ready for it yet. It's like dating. It's like little baby steps. So I can't go and say, Christine, will you marry me? I have to get to know Christine or get to know Brian or get to know Joe. And that's my point. Thirdly, I believe the present day personal trainer, fitness professional is more savvy than ever. They're looking for the deals. They're looking for quality versus quantity. They're, and I'm not here to put any conference out. I'm not going to talk the names of the conferences. You know what I'm talking about. But they're, they can shop until you drop and look at, does this one is better than this one? Or is this one more affordable than this one? As you said, if I go to blank A and cost me a grand, what am I going to get out of that? And I would love, and I've been looking for, and maybe we need all talk, and your audience can get be the first one to hear this, to put on my own conference, my human movement conference, a three-day conference on movement, on science, movement, rehab. And it's all-inclusive. And you get sponsors, you get people, but they could be done a different way. So I think answer the answer your question, Christine, Brian nailed it. I think I've, I've got part of it. And I think it has to be a investment for the future. But I really feel that that standard has to be there or, or respect. And then if it's at a higher level, it should come with compensation, compensatory, because PTAs know how much they start at. Physical therapists know how much they start at with a doctorate. But it's not the same like it was. DPT students or new DPT grads, not students, of licensed physical therapy now, they're not making the same as some with a bachelor's or master's. Okay, it's different, right? But they're not making ten, twenty thousand dollars more than they were five years ago. It's 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 relative. Earning a certification in physical therapy, like the OCS, you gain about five percent increase in salary. Five percent. That's that's not a lot. Five percent, you guys. That's a small nugget of of, of increase in salary. If you're, let's say you're making ninety thousand dollars, that's what forty five hundred dollars. That's not a lot. That's not a lot at all. So. I think there's a lot of work to be done and I think it's happening, but I think your audience is like, we've got to make some changes and hopefully what we've talked about today is help that in that discussion. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some good stuff before you get out of here. Okay. First of all, you just <laughs> threw it into the universe that you're doing this three day human movement conference that I just wrote down. So no, I said, I said, I want to do that. I yeah. want to do it with you, oh, okay. you guys all right. or maybe somebody, but I'm looking to do that, and I've had no takers. No one wants to do it with me. I've, 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 I put all my, all my signals and neurons and, and branches, and, and you said you've got all these shakers and movers. Well, why don't we do a conference? Let's do something different. Put it, in, put it out there. Well, I'm, you <laughs> yes. know how you were like, you know, oh, baby steps to things. No, no, no. I know. I, know. I jump. Floor it. I'm a jumper. Floor it. We're flooring the Ford Taurus into the freaking It's yeah. a tempo. River. It's Ford, a Ford, Ford tempo. <laughs> the tempo. Ford tempo. The, the Taurus is, <laughs> that's a step up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. All right. That's a 5% raise. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, no, okay. I want to, I want to talk to you. I want you to talk more about your course, more about your, uh, yes. your information, your 10. Where do we get it? Course. Where do we do? modules yep. go yeah so go to pinnacle-tcs.com that's pinnacle-tomcharliesam.com it's 10 courses it covers functional anatomy biomechanics exercise prescription kinetic chain joint actions program design and program design with uh common dysfunctions it's 10 courses approved by ace ace is again 3.5 ceus nasm and nca 1.9 CEUs. It's 350 right now on sale. It's usually 400 and it's out there. There's testimonials galore on the website. We have a two day seminar that we're getting approved as well. And I've, 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 as I said to you just about five minutes ago, 
at Baby Steps, Christine, Baby Steps, is we're talking to a lot of small chain gyms. You know, the, the 910, the 40 level, 40 location levels, then the crunches or the 150, and then the crunches at 300. Then you got, you know, the Orange Theories that are 2,000. You know, it's all levels. All look, like, It's like a cake. And everyone I'm talking says, you know what? We like what we hear, but let's just baby steps. Let's just, let's get people to revet it and review it. No problem. So they're reviewing it. And that's what people are doing. They're reviewing it. They're loving it. And they're saying, okay, let's talk about something in the future. So it's dating. And number three, it's about long-term big picture. So 2023, I think, you know, if, if things work out, I'll be partnering with ISSA. We'll be doing some um, live seminars in the fall of this year, but really spring of next year into 2020, 2023, just because COVID has affected everybody. I'm sure it's caused you guys to pivot. It's caused me to pivot. Um, and it's been tough. People are wanting to look at all the options. And I think this is affordable. It's evidence-based. It's practical applied. It's juicy. It's gooey. It has everything in there that you need. It's to take the you to the next level, period. It's not entry level. What would you receive upon completion? Is there a, a title? Is there a... Uh... Certified post-rehabilitation specialist. Okay. Yep. Certified post-rehabilitation specialist. And one of the personal trainers I'm talking to at Lifetime said to me, hey, Chris, when are you coming out with shirts? I said, shirts? And I didn't know what he meant initially. And he meant, you know, when you see trainer on the back of a shirt, mm-hmm. you see them in gyms, trainer, 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 trainer. Well, post-rehabilitation specialist or someone that shows that has a high credential could stand out in the gym as what? A specialist. That's a real interesting branding idea that I never thought of. So I'm talking about it. Well, you know, we'll see how we can get that going. But I think, I think, you know, where I go work out, you guys, my personal trainers that I work out there, there's nothing there. They're non-existent. They're, they're, a lot of them got fired or let go. So the ones that I see there, they're at the front desk doing what? Checking in, checking out. They're not helping people. How can you help people if you're behind a desk? It, a Doesn't lot work. of this, a lot of this is marketing too. Marketing, branding, marketing. getting the word out. Marketing, branding. And, yeah, you know, yeah. People, I think both of us have done this too, where, you know, at, at certain points in your life, you're like, I'm not just a trainer. And when people ask me what I do, I work with people with chronic disease. I, that I, I'm not your general person anymore. And I am happy to say, you know what? I'm not your girl. I think you'd be better off with this person. You know, it, I, I'm like, you know, I like to say I'm Ellis Island and Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Give me your, your poor, your hungry, your, your huddled, diseased. Your, your huddled masses. But those are my, that's my demographic. The and I'm okay with that. land of misfit toys. Right. It's the land of misfit toys. But <laughs> that I think is what you're saying. You know, who are the people that have leveled up and now it's time to come out and say, I'm okay with just working with these, this population. Be that specialist. You don't have to, you know cater to every single person you will be needed but trust your trust your journey i guess but, yeah yeah um trust your gut. Yeah. tell us um where can we find you on instagram social media all that fun stuff yeah i'm on instagram i'm on facebook um i'm probably more on facebook and linkedin than any other um platform just because i think of of from a marketing it's worked well for me uh, Instagram, not as much. Uh, that's my weak link. So I have to say you guys from a marketing point of view, that's a weak link I have. I've got to, I've got to up my game on Instagram um, and TikTok as well. Um, done a little bit of TikTok work. So, you know, I'm not old school. I'm not old. I'm still young, even though I'm 52. I still feel my, I feel young at heart. My brain still feels 22. You mentioned earlier, Christine, about when you were 22 in school and, you know, I just have some injuries that are making me lift and work out smarter, not harder. And I think that in, when you get in your 40s and 50s, you reflect on, wow, why did I lift heavy when I was 20? You know, and that's what I'm doing a lot about now is reflecting. And maybe your audience and you can guys can agree with this, but uh, I'm not old. I, I don't feel old. I have <laughs> so much left in my tank. It's ridiculous. But the but here is about quality versus quantity. And that's what I'm trying to do, just like with your show. And I appreciate the opportunity to talk today and be as a guest. I really do. It's been awesome. We're a good time. 
<laughs> We're happy to have you, man. <laughs> we, we've been at this for a while. We have a good time right. on our show. My so. first rodeo. Yeah. 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 Now you go into the archives, Two Fit Crazy Archives. <laughs> Love it. Well, Chris, it has been an absolute pleasure to get into, uh, you know, peeling back the onion on some of these very important topics for the fitness professionals. And I think even someone who's not a fitness professional right now might have taken a lot away from this of maybe I should go back and ask my gyms, my facilities, my trainers, what are your qualifications and who do you, what, what do you, what do you specialize in? Is it just everything? Cause that may not be the best for you when we're looking at longevity as you know, especially when we get older and, uh, so important. So hopefully we'll get, um, some people, some of our audience and listeners to take advantage of some of the education you're providing. And we thank you for that. And, um, Brian, last words. Thank you. <laughs> no, thanks, Chris. Thank, thank, no, thank you for, uh, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Been awesome. All right. So with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.